Hello there, D&D aficionados and good peoples of the role-playing pantheon. Welcome to... Members from a Part 2 A Crimson Nid podcast that will journey with four wayward adventurers into the heart of the Southlands, a land of mystery and adventure, where riches and dangers await those brave enough to cross the wild expanses. My name is Stacy, and my player and game master handle is Dagobah. The campaign setting is Southlands from Cobalt Press. We are using the D&D 5e rule set, and we game using Fantasy Grounds Virtual Tabletop. So, no more to be said. Let's just sit back, stay tuned, and enjoy. Okay, welcome to Session 7. Let's get started with a recap of Session 6. It was a fierce and deadly battle, a tale that the children of Glavist and the nearby neighboring hamlets would be telling for many, many years to come. And if the bards hadn't all been pissed drunk and passed out from the previous night's liquor, perhaps more than children would know of your deeds. You quickly sneak your way to the ancient town fountain, skulking from the flower and food-ridden scene of the kitchen battlegrounds, and a chef that is looking for idle hands to clean the mess. Clearly, there is more adventure to be had from this glorious, quest-giving fairy. On arrival, you are greeted by the wondrous sight of a glowing doe. It exits from the Forbidden Forest and joins you at the fountain, shifting form to become your fairy godmother. My oh my, this fairy is full of super cool magics. Volker's color spray? Pfft, that just can't compare. Godmother Saffron gathers you close. You take each other's hands and form a circle, and, in but a moment, you remember your slaver selves. Now, how can I best sum up that moment? Daisy Dumper, that was some excellent roleplay. The confusion, the conversation, capital F-U-N. Flicker was overwhelmed to suddenly know that she is herself, but now in the body of a child. Norbit was full of spit, vinegar, and planar ignorance. Volan and Thorn, after months on months on months of slavery, they dare to have hope once more. Saffron explains that the four of you are inhabiting avatars in her realm within the plane of dreams, while your real bodies remain asleep back in the hidden room. From this conversation, you learn a number of interesting things, but I'm not going to reiterate them because certainly you guys took notes of all that super important stuff, right? To summarize, she met Thorn in orbit in the Underbarrows, requested your freely given aid to, on her quest, to which Norbert agreed twice and Thorn once. She then showed Thorn how to enter the dream and readily made a hasty exit. Now she's told you her tale of the terrible Nightmare King and has sacrificed herself to give you the strength to take him out. And oh yeah, Thorn made a Fey deal and bought himself some vitality. On entering the Forbidden Forest, you encounter a shadowy creature that had the shape of a child and the shape of something... Well, never mind, because Zack slash Norbert the Paladin, with two mighty pious blows, he smite the shadow to black goo. Eagle-eyed Rowan, 
with her floating ball of dim light, spots a wooden sword amongst the goo. Hmm. That reminds me. Those magic items that you were blessed with from Godmother Saffron. Now, why did I just say that? Dot, dot, dot. Let's just see. What are our heroes up to now? And so ends my recapitulation. The music went along with that perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that Christopher Tin, he's got some pretty awesome uh, pretty awesome stuff out there. There you guys go. There's the the notes are there now. Have fun with. Picking up where we left off. Uh, you guys all had your sneak attack or your surprise round, I should say. The, sh the shifting shadows coalesce and thicken about the wooden statue, pushing you away from the statue, and you can hear the creaking of wood. The statue's painted faces turn to look at the creatures slashing at it. And we will start up the next round, and the next round will start with Zack. You are now no longer in melee range with the statue as the shadows. They have solidified of a sorts and are now interposing themselves between you and the statue. Sorry, say that again? The shadows, the coalescing shadows have thickened. And so now they are interposing themselves between you and the statue. So that means the the big, gross-looking hand near Owen. I can target that. I don't know. Maybe. Give it a whirl. See what happens. You swipe once with your sword, trying to catch hold of it, but your sword does not manage to catch on to anything solid with your first swing. And I've got a bonus action for some reason, haven't I? I don't know. Maybe. Well, you get two attacks. Because you're level six paladin. Yeah, that's right. With your second attack, you smash into the shadow. This time, you manage to get, catch on to some, to some substance. What's your damage like? I'm going to use my Divine Smite at level 1, and we'll see what happens. So, yeah, that, that's about it. You f try to focus in your energies, the Divine Energies uh, from before. But just as before, when you were trying to sense... Oh, My chair just went down. <laughs> <laughs> that was I my, knew a girl the hydraulics like on the chair was just like, whoops, wrong direction. All of a sudden, I couldn't reach the mic. Okay, so just as before, when you were trying to divine sense, you reach out with the, st the strength of your 
convictions and your oaths within this body. And it is not as fully what you expect it to be. And it reminds you of what happened last time. Okay. So, this hand... Uh, how does that work now? Okay, that just does like that. The hand moves with Zelda, coming closer. Gosh, this is a tough one to get this to work properly. Okay. So, uh, you kind of watch... Mm. Hold on a second, guys. Come on. I suppose I probably should have put these on the different layers. Okay, just for, for, for the sake of imagination, I'm not going to move the hands around just because they're a pain in the ass, but the hands are always um, around the statue. And you'll notice that it seems like these hands are somewhat manipulating the statue as well to an extent. So Zelda raises up the funny looking stick that reminded Clicker of some ancient legends. And she fires at the closest one who was trying to slash at the other statue. And indeed, she hits. So a, 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 oh man, I wish I had a sound for that. So basically, she, she holds this stick up, points it at Zack, and fires and a blast of, of wooden chips comes out and smashes into you, uh, Zack. And then she walks, gets up close to you, and she tries to slam you. And the first time, the slam is successful. And tries once more to slam at you. But the second time she tries to slam, she's unable to grasp you. And the, the shadow comes again, interposing itself, pushing you back again. Drea, you're up. Drea, who was climbing one of the statues and was severely spooked by it moving... Uh, is still running. So, her movement is... I'm going to remind everybody to also make sure you do check your inventory tab. And if you are over your encumbered rate on the bottom left, so look at the very, very bottom right, if that rate is higher than your encumbered rate, make sure you put your encumbered condition on yourself unless you go and do something like drop your backpack. I am one pound below the limit, so I'm completely fine, of course. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, she, ke she keeps running, and uh, as she reaches Rowan, she finally looks back and raises the bow that she picked up from the ground. Okay. Um, will I have disadvantage because the kids are in front, or are the statues big enough that I can just shoot over top the of statues? them? Hmm? Well, the tall one is Zack. Falker is, uh, he's, he's gnome. He's, he's short. Sized. So shooting over top of him would be easy. Okay. Hold your focus, though. Don't miss. 
right. Um. I think I targeted the hand. How can I target the statue? You just target using the combat tracker instead of the map. There you go. Yep. Yep. And she fires the bow after okay. taking aim briefly. Okay. Ooh. What happened? You smash into her, you fire, and you're... you're why, what, hold on, why did I have advantage? Is that normal? Mm, yes, because of fairy They're bar. sparkling right now. Oh, right. So your arrow smashes into the chest of the male-looking statue, splintering as it does. What kind of damage do you do? You sneak attacking it? Am I? I, I mean, it, it, Were you? it noticed me before, right? So I wouldn't have sneak attack, I think. Well, if you have advantage on something, you yes. automatically get sneak <gasps> yeah. attack. Ooh, okay. How do I do that? I don't so, know whether... It I don't know whether it'll be useful though, because you did no damage. <laughs> with four, yeah, or eight, but maybe with sneak attack, I deal enough to deal a little bit of damage. Who knows? You can give it. A try. I mean, it's a wooden statue. I'll let right? you. I'll let you redo it. Go for it. One one way or another. Um, I mean, I'm I'm completely fine with the eight. I just want to know how to make a sneak attack. Do I okay. drag the so what effect you do? onto myself? Yep. Yep. And now I roll damage and yep. it's going to do the entire thing? Okay. Yep. There you go. So nice. even though you were dead on and the arrow smashed into its chest, the wooden arrow against the wooden chest does no damage. Mm. I'm an idiot. <laughs> and if you're... And if you're, you're doing anything else? Okay. Rowan, you're up. Yeah, she moved and she attacked. I think that's it. Unless you've got other stuff that you can do as bonus actions. So Rowan sees what happens at that point um, with Atreya and then shooting. Can I ascertain uh, why that happened? It's a wooden statue. I would say at level six, you guys are savvy enough that you would have known. Yeah. Um, so I look at a tray and go, oh, um, um, less in a tray, the, um, I, I don't think it, um, takes damage from, you know, uh, just a, a normal bow. It, it might have to be magical. Let, let's see if I can do something to it. And I am going to drop a cloud of daggers, uh, on top of, um, the one in front of uh, Zach. Okay. So. On, so on that the one called Zelda? Uh, yes, correct. Or on the hands. Um, let me just check up on something. Yeah, I'm going to cast it at third level. And uh, so the first time it starts and it's turn... Actually, no, I'll do it second level. First time it starts its turn, it takes damage. So it's going to be over the hand and the actual um, wooden statue at the same time. Okay. What's the size of it? It is... 
five foot cube. But I can't. We can't see it because the big hand's yeah, yeah. in the way. I, I, but it is um, fine. it's Go on top. It. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that means that fairy fire is dropped. Okay. Because I can't concentrate on two things at once. Um, and what else? Okay. Uh, do, do, do. Yes, so I've dropped that on there. So um, she focuses for a moment and um, pulls out a, a sl slither of glass from her component pouch and um, channel channels her arcane might into the slither and it sort of expands and then um, starts to spin in front of her. And as that's happening, there's a, a corresponding large amount of shards and, and pieces of glass glass spinning around um, right where that uh, Zelda's stone statue or wooden statue is okay. attempting to cut through. Sounds cool. So, actually, just hold on. I'll just add um, an effect for myself for Cloud of Daggers. Okay, there we go. Cool. So, do I need to roll something on these guys at the start of their turn? At the start of their turn, it, it just takes damage. So that's only, oh, okay, it's only I see. focused it, it's on done Zelda. Okay. Uh, no, I haven't done the damage. But it depends which one is this. The, Owen isn't affected by it. It's only the Zelda hand and the Zelda uh, wooden statue. Now, how did we get the? How did Owen's hand get hit again? Was oh, that was right. Of course, that was Zach. Okay. That was me. All right, uh, so the, the male statue looks and having seen it, this, these flying daggers come and appear, it looks up. How smart is it really? I'm gonna step back too, uh, by the way. I should have moved. That's fine, go, quick. I'll go over there. <laughs> it looks up and it focuses on Falker in front of it now. And it will. You know what? Maybe I should read this a little bit more carefully. Okay, I, I should have I should have let you roll this last time, Mick, instead of me rolling it. So it raises that funny-looking stick up at you, Falker. You need to roll beat a DC 15 dexterity saving throw. Oh, oh, DC wait, wait. 15. I've got something that helps with that. If I can only just find it. It's your charisma modifier, aura. Aura of protection. Yeah. What did that? What does that do? So what's what's your charisma modifier, uh, Mick? Uh, I think it's a three from memory. So plus three to your saving throw. Okay, so we can look back and see what his saving throw was and do some corrections. I didn't make it yet, but okay. <laughs> Should I just break so that onto him? Yeah, put the ore of protection on yourself. Yeah. Okay, I did that. I can do that to someone else, though. Okay, so whenever any other creature within 10 feet. I thought I would drag that on to whoever. You'd have to drag it on to me. On the Falcon. Well, you, you also get it, Mick, but um, yes, you can drag it on to Falk Falkner at the moment because he's within 10 feet. You have this all the time, Mick. Uh, looks like. Oh, there you go. 
Okay. Oh, plus three helps out. Yeah, it did just. help out. So yeah, you have this thing on. It sits on you all the time. You just need to remember to drop it on a person whenever they're within 10 feet. Cool. Okay. So in the case before, because the one I was going to use was there was a, a shield one that I was going to use, but Rowan was standing next to me. If I drop it on him and he moves away, he still has it? Don't know. You'd have to look, read at it. Uh, but in the meantime... doesn't actually say anything, does it? So you did that. Well, if you look up in the history and tell me what your, your previous role was for that saving throw, your own saving throw, we'll, we'll adjust accordingly. So anyways, he points the stick at you, Falker, and you see him uh, focusing the stick at you and having seen what happened to Zack before, you attempt to dodge out of the way and you dodge past some of it, not all of it. Oof. Well, no, 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 no. You rolled that stick. <laughs> oh. Right, I've got to adjust that myself. So that's half of that. Because if I would have let Fantasy Ground do it, it would have taken care of it. But I, I prefer if you guys roll your own saving throws. Okay, so you took half that damage. So he comes then, so he fires at you, and then he's, he steps close, gets in close, and then he tries to with his hand he tries to basically punch you in the face it says that i can use this when someone else gets attacked within five feet of me he's not in five feet of you and you are smashed by his fist falker is hurting Ugh. blood spews from you and he tries once more to punch at you oh wait wait no that doesn't happen just yet. The shadow comes in around and pushes you back. And then he tries to smack at you again. Oh boy. This could be it for Falker. Oh boy. <laughs> Falker is barely standing. He's hurting so bad. You're up, Falker. Uh, well... I'm going. So there is that kind of funky shadow that pushes you away. So you're not in melee distance with the statue. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna misty step away. That's <laughs> what I'm gonna do. All right. Which means I can teleport thirty feet. Yep. We're just gonna. We're just gonna retreat to the back line. As a bonus action. And then I will shoot an Eldritch Blast at it in anger. Okay. Ah. You're doing that at... I think you get more than one, right? Because you're doing it at... I do, I get two of them. Good old miss. So you oh, notice too that... It's not just that it misses, like you fired your Eldritch Blast and it, it's dead on target, but it seems to, as it passes through the shadow, it kind of looks like it slows a bit and then skews off to the side as if the shadow is kind of covering that statue in a way. Mm. Well, we're going to hope maybe the second one, it's better. No. 
No, in fact, it's not. <laughs> and your second one as well. This time you focus a little bit more. You're like, okay, well, maybe if you go for the legs. And you fire your Eldritch Blast. And this time the, the, the you fire it once more and it goes into the st shadow. And it just kind of slows, slows, slows and stops and then just fades away. Okay, that won my turn. Okay. All right. Well, actually, it is your turn again. And let me see here. I've got to reset some things. That changes to eight. And she is 11, so that one becomes 11 as well. All right. Oop, wrong button. Volker, you're up again. Volker, seeing his magics not working out and him bleeding out of many parts of his smashed face, uh, can he try he's gonna muster up the concentration remembering like the world well and remembering where he is i want to try to believe that that hand is like a weak motherly hand rather than a shadowy death hand all right you're gonna to have to do a wisdom uh check here and to do that inside this forest okay go for it Wisdom. Oh, you focus your thoughts, but after having been smashed in the face that one time, you're not your your thoughts are a little bit scattered, and you can't focus as well as you had hoped. I'm gonna take like ten more, two more, couple more steps backwards, okay, <laughs> and then I'm gonna end my turn and All recuperate. Right. Zach, you're up. The once shadowy hand that you smashed into doesn't look as it doesn't look as if it is as full as it was before. Smack it again. Okay. Oh Jesus! There it is. Definitely spot that one. That'll probably do it. Natural twenty. I mean, you would expect when we're in the year of double twenties, we gotta get a lot of natural twenties, right? Yep. We can only hope. Okay. To the divine spot. I think I remember to press the button instead of just talking to nothing. Okay. You do a serious good bit. What did you target? I should have. Um, I was so you critical the hit. Hand. All right, so we messed you messed up there because you were targeting Owen and not the hand. I and dragged it onto there. Yeah, yeah, I dragged it onto it, and it must have picked up the wrong icon. So that let me do some rejiggering because I've got to rejigger that now. First off. Let me just, I need to roll something here first. Yeah, okay, no problems. That worked, so that was 10 there, so that's removed there, and it was 19, so let's put the 19 there. Yeah, okay, so when you smash into the shadow this time, focusing and thinking on the oaths that make you strong, you hold on to that conviction with every thread of your being. And when you slash down, 
you manage to pierce the icor of that shadow and it disappears, fading away from being. Okay. That's your first attack. Cool. And my second attack, I'm going to go for the other hand. Okay. Oh, which is that one? Okay, this time you hit it as, and you hit this hand too. You manage to connect with whatever is solid behind that as well. And we'll do the divine spotty thing again. Okay. Now, just before you do that, that should be your last one, shouldn't it? Yeah, it is. So you remember now you've just put on the divine smite for a first level so that's the wrong one take that off I and put the one on for a second for a second level spell i wanted to use a first level one you can't you've already used up all your first level slots oh sorry i didn't click it okay yep no worries and falker you're outside of that aura of protection now so that disappears there you go. Now swing away, batter. Ooh, that shadow is looking like it's still... There's a little bits there, but it doesn't look as thick as it was pre previously. You staying there or are you moving? My job here is done. I'm not finished yet. I, these are bad, evil people. I will stay until I die. Alright, Atreya. Okay. Um. It's okay, guys. I've got this one. I just sort of thought I'd mention that to you. I can hide as a bonus action, right? Yeah, as your cunning action, yeah. As my cunning action. Okay. I will try to do that. Atreya, while moving, um, with a speed of, what was it, 30? Uh, yeah, whatever is on the main tab. It's gonna move around the south side. Mm. So, sh how do I do waypoints? Shift or control? No, uh, so after you draw, then you most. Yeah, there you go. You got it. Oops. Just there? Okay, okay. yep. And she tries to hide while doing it. Okay, doing so the then cunning action, you're hiding, so give me your stealth. Mm -hmm. Okay. And are you going to shoot at the, um, which one are you shooting at? Yeah, that's, uh, that's the thing. So, uh, as she knocks the next arrow and, um, points it or, or aims for the hand, okay. she does what no good archer should do. And she squeezes her eyes and imagines that the bow becomes the source of radiant light a source of radiant light okay so you want to know if you can get radiant damage on that let me see give me your wisdom uh check i don't know anything about radiant damage but uh she thinks you know a shadowy creature maybe maybe gets distracted or anything by light okay all right. So you focus on this and you focus and it's it's tough. It's almost like in a town it was a little bit difficult, but out here it seems like you've you've got to concentrate a bit more as if something is pushing against, 
your ability to imagine, but you hold on to that that image in your head and you will have radiant damage. It's the squeezing of the eyes. Yeah, of course. That made a difference. Squinting. <laughs> so she op opens the eyes and uh, the squinting, yeah, not squeezing. The squinting of the eyes. But uh, yeah, now she's uh, opening the eyes again and has to squint back down immediately because the arrow is so bright and fires at the hand. Go for it. Now hopefully you can hit. That would be uh, pretty cool. <sighs> Dude. You're so happy and elated that your arrow is glowing so brightly. When you fire your arrow, maybe you just... The excitement made you pull that trigger a little bit too long when you were supposed to pause on the breath and it fires just above where that shadow is amassed and it connects with nothing. She doesn't say anything. Trying to stay hidden. Okay. Does that work? Have shooting shooting a radiant arrow? I don't know. Guess we'll find out we'll find out and see. Okay. That ends my turn. Okay. Okay, so the hand hopefully takes some radiant dam uh, some slashing damage. So, I don't see any effect on it though. Well, no, I have to apply the damage when oh, okay. this turn starts. Alright, do it. See if it does anything. Whoa, two ones and two twos. That shadow is looking like it's just held together by threads at this moment. All right. Oh my god. <laughs> so I do it on the flesh, the Zelda as well. All right, go for it. So over top of both of them. Hey, look, it does nothing to her. Sigh. It's a wooden statue. The daggers slash, slash, slash away at the woods. But they don't seem to be able to slash into the wood to cause any bit of damage. And the female statue lifts up her musket once more, pointing it at you again, Zach. And you can do your dexterity saving throw again. Did anybody check and, and work out whether or not he made his what he got on his last dexterity saving throw and if a plus three would have made him beat it no idea okay no nope. idea <laughs> it's in the past it's in the past <laughs> Lesson we learned. didn't see the saving throw anyway right yeah I, I rolled it because i i double clicked so this time you can Ooh. you can do it so dexterity saving throw from me yes from zach <laughs> So close, Zach. So close. I am so sorry. Here it comes. As the splinters... Oh my god. They smash into Zach, left, right, and center, and you are bleeding pretty, pretty badly. And then the shadowy hand together with the statue's fist comes pummeling at you as the, as the stick quickly gets put down, and it connects with you as well. I don't think you're going to be walking... Zach is unconscious. Only and slightly unconscious. The statue then, with its hand in movement, uh, 
Starts moving this way. Oh, I've lost me aura of protection. Yep. You're unconscious. Okay. And this statue, this it stick up to point it at you and it shakes it and shakes it and nothing happens with its stick. And then it looks around to swing at something and it tries to move, but it is unable to move. It is stationary. Rowan. Okay. Um, Rowan is going to pull out um, her crossbow and attempt to take a shot at uh, the uh, the hand because um, the uh, the toy statue seems to be immune to the attacks we're doing. So I'm going to take a shot at the hand. Okay. Uh, it doesn't show it in my um, weapons area. Uh, it's just it wasn't equipped. That's all. So you pull out your crossbow, you pick it up, you fire it at the hand, you manage to connect with some substance, and with that, you manage to connect with the last bit of whatever substance was left, and it dissipates into nothing. That shadow is also gone. And then, um, I do my best to... Uh, what do I do? I'm going to be moving around to the side. Okay. Actually, um, I'm going to drop my crossbow because I've got it in my hand and I used a free action to draw it. Yep. Uh, and grab the cloak with both of my hands and sail up into the air. <laughs> Perfect. So just draw a circle where you drop your crossbow. So... Doo -doo -doo. I start flying over there. How high up are you? Uh, as high as I can go. 20 feet. Is that all, you can movement. only go up to 20 feet. Well, it's 40 feet, but some someone who created this character made me encumbered. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you could have dropped your backpack. Sure. Well, if you're happy for me to drop my backpack as well. Uh, not if you're dropping your crossbow. Exactly. So. so where did you drop your crossbow? Just draw a circle where you dropped it. Perfect. Okay. So you're you're 20 feet up in the air. So I have to drop my crossbow because I need both hands to actually hold onto the cape to fly. Ah, yes, of course. Yeah. So I'm flying up in the air. Hopefully she doesn't take a pot shot. But I'm sure that'll happen. Guess we'll find out. All right. Treya, you're up again. There's just the suppressed sound of uh, surprise and distress. As she sees Zack going down, she immediately runs over and tries to pull him towards the light source, wherever the the arrow landed back there. Okay. So you will need to, to give me... Now, your pathway suggests that you're going within melee distance of the statue, is that right? Um, if Zack is within melee distance, yes. He's not at the moment. He's not within melee. But if you go down that okay. pathway, you would be. No, so no, you, I'm you're, <laughs> So you're running through the cloud of daggers that's there? I'm, I'm running back and forth. I'm dragging you all around the floor, just cleaning up the forest a little bit. You know, just scrubbing. It's, it's bad scrubbing enough that I'm full of toothpicks and, and various chips of wood, and you're going to drag me through the daggers as well. Yeah. 
Exactly. I don't see anything, by the way. I, I see, like, right now I see four lines that are completely idiotic. To pull him would slow you down, so you wouldn't be able to go your full 30 unless you are dashing. Yeah, she is dashing right now. I think he's incredibly attractive. <laughs> Says the 10-year-old. Ah, but, the ten, sorry, right, it's Norbit. Norbit the tortle. Who is thinking that? That would be an interesting question, eh? So you're Norbert in personality, but you're in the b body with the chemistry of a young boy. What would that mean? That would mean I think that she's dashing but can't do anything about it. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's half half your distance then? Uh, nope. So once you grab onto him, you'll be encumbered, so you'll go, your speed will um, decrease. Then, I mean, it's it's ten to go to him, and then yep. uh, if I dash, I had sixty. That would be thirty, right? so sixty. So yeah, you'd be fine there. Okay, cool. Yeah, forty should be okay then. Yeah, yep. ten, ten are free, and then. I like how yeah. you're dragging him away from the healer. <laughs> Seems like a pretty good idea at the time. Uh, she she just wants to get to the light source. I don't know any healers, so. What? Well, I mean, have we been together for a while? <laughs> Anyway. For, for 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 four months you have you you are children she doesn't know but you've been four months together in the slave camp and in the slave camp other than knowing each other's backgrounds to whatever extent you've told if you've got extra abilities it'd be something that would only be talked about okay so that's atreus turn yeah, that is that is away from the statue it's towards the light so that's that's the best i can Master right now. I'm dying and you're dragging me toward the light. That's a really <laughs> sensible idea. <laughs> As you go past that those that tree line there, the forest gets darker because you're you're going under the canopy. But there's a big shiny arrow there somewhere. Yeah, where's the arrow? And just funny, um, I've noticed that when it rains outside, there's like this thrum outside and my microphone somehow when I talk, all of a sudden there's like so much white noise in the background that wasn't, wasn't there before. It only shows up when it rains. It's so weird. Anyway, yes, you're following your glowing arrow to get over here. But what I'm saying is when you pass that tree line, the force gets a lot darker as you get under that can canopy and it gets a lot quieter. And mm -hmm. give me a perception check, Atreya, as you go to that point in the path. I'll give you a perception check. Oh, no, I can't. No. I'm dying. Yes, you are. You're going to roll here pretty soon, too. Okay, that's good. I'm just going to uh, roll down the hill into my grave. Just give me a second. I'm pulling Atreya into a private channel. All right, Atreya. So... As you go get up to this point, you hear the following sound. Okay. Any questions? <laughs> Does it stop? Okay, there we go. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, of course I have questions. Does that sound like the like the creatures we encountered before, or does that sound like something else? Uh, you can give me a some some form of intelligence check to know that. Hmm, history. Sure. Do I actually have? Yeah, I do have a negative modifier. Okay. You are... It does not sound what you remember from your previous experiences when you were still the child. Okay. But it also is faint. It's not... Mm. It you, you can't quite tell if it's close or far because the sounds, as soon as you pass that tree line, the sounds are different. It doesn't seem okay. to float on the air the same way that you are used to or as you would expect. Okay? Mm -hmm. Okay. Alright, I'll take us back to the other channel now. Okay, we're back. Uh, Falco, you're up. Okay, well... You're hurting badly. Realizing that I'm away from everybody... <laughs> I'm probably gonna misty step again <laughs> back <laughs> towards the party. Don't um, do it. Save yourself. Yeah, I'll misty step here as a bonus action. Okay. And then I'm gonna navigate this treacherous area so that I don't walk near things that will hurt you, like spinning daggers. I feel like I need to drop that spell because it's not <laughs> of any use at the moment. That, and then, since I realize I'm still the closest person and I'm dying, I'm gonna dash towards my companions. All right. You can give me a perception check as well as you come up beside Atreya, passing that barrier into the thicker forest okay I will take you into the private channel as well okay uh, as you come quickly up beside Atreya and the glowing arrow on the ground you as well hear the sound of <laughs> oh god we're screwed <laughs> <laughs> So the funny thing is, is when you're listening to this, mm -hmm. it doesn't you you can't tell. Even you you had a really good perception check, uh, but even then you're still not sure exactly how far away it is. Sound carries differently here, but your perception check was well enough that you're sure that it's at least forty feet away. Okay, <laughs> good. <laughs> Okay. Thank you. Anything else? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. We're back. Yeah, so Falker, like, runs up next to you guys. Sees Zach. Norbit. Looks at himself. He's, like, panting. <laughs> he ends his turn. <laughs> okay. Just bleeds on the ground a lot. Oh. It is recharged. The man looks up and 
he can move his body only so far and he cannot quite turn around but he definitely is able to see the thing that's flying in the air that he doesn't like and so he pull, pulls the stick up looking at the creature that's 20 feet up off the ground oh wait what's the distance on this thing okay and it fires at you rowan but as it blasts and you see all these splinters come flying at you quickly they also just as quickly looks like they're coming at you but they all drop down at this far away Ah, fart i can't see the number like 15 20 feet they all fall down just there not reaching you all right <laughs> and then he takes a couple of swings in the air at at nothing zach give me your first in the tower please so on your main tab just no no <laughs> not not you're not recovering <laughs> nice try uh let's reset that how can i reset that uh i don't know how to reset that number can you i can't reset the he did he roll a healing surge yes he did yeah so the dice the death save dice drag and drop that in the tower i've got to find it off that was it obviously that wasn't it nope to the right of what you just grabbed oh that one Got yep. it, sorry. Just under death saves. Yep. Okay. That pretty much becomes a file. Maybe. Well, you would know. The other guys wouldn't know. Your bre your breathing is still really ragged. There's like a... <coughs> in your throat. Do I still look incredibly attractive? Uh, perhaps to another elf? I don't know. Atreya, what do you think? Is Zach attractive to your eyes? I don't want to say. <laughs> Rowan. Well, she's still, a, she's still a, a raven folk inside the body of a girl, so you probably look really gross. Who knows? I'm going to drop the uh, cloud of daggers, and I'm going to keep flying. Um, okay. Probably uh, another 10 feet up and 20 feet across. Okay. Actually, probably 20 feet and 40 feet, because I'm going to dash. Let's do this. There you go. That'll help you remember. You're going to dash. Well, okay. Yeah. Is it only minus 10 feet, 10 speed? Yep. Oh, then I can go 60. Okay. I'm going to fly over there. So I'm about 30 feet in the air, um, and I'm right next to these guys. And re remember, we're using non-Euclidean measurements as well. So if your horizontal direction is greater than your vertical direction, we just go by the horizontal direction. Whichever is the longer distance, and we're not going to figure out hypotenuses or any crap like that. Okay, so give me your perception check as you pass across that forest boundary. All right. Okay. So, I'm just going to say, Zach, you're unconscious. You don't hear this, but everybody, everybody else has heard this. So... <laughs> And Rowan, with that perception check as well, you can also tell that the laughter is... Distance is, is a little bit... The, once you cross into this, sound doesn't travel quite the way you expect. 
but you with that perception check you are able to tell that it sounds like that is 50 feet away from you but as you continue forward in there you also hear once more the sound of and the statues that were moving before now seem completely motionless oh really and they shrink and they shrink and they shrink until they are both the size of a toy oh, these new icons are messing with my head okay i'm unlocking the tokens well are we still having someone bleeding out here yes oh yes sorry just a couple of us. Just one of you. So no big deal. <laughs> so as soon as as soon as I see those um, toy soldiers, uh, or the the wooden forms go back into their toy soldier form, I'll be racing down to Zach to try and heal him. As long as uh, Atreya is not going to keep dragging him away. Okay. <laughs> she does. Stupid woman. Does she? Does she keep dragging her away from from possible yep. life? She she's going she's going for the for the arrow. So I'm going to scream out as soon as you start doing that. As soon as you start doing that, I go, stop it! Uh, I I can heal her. Stop! I uh, heal him. Stop it! She loves me. Let her drag me off. Zach, you're going to have to give me another death save in the tower. Okay. So it's a trade. Hurry! All right, so I fly down. It's spooky here. I fly down and try and heal him. Okay. Zach, I need you to give me a constitution saving throw. Wait, no, sorry, not a saving throw. Wait a minute. That's automatic. He just gets exhaustion. This is something else. Give me, uh -huh. give me a constitution check. In the tower. Ooh. Ooh. So one, one quick go. question. In Norbit's character sheet, what is that? That's a plus. It's also a plus two. Okay. I need to take Norbit into the other channel. Bye. No. All right. When you blink open your eyes. Yeah. You wake up and you are once more in the hidden, the hidden room. And you can see that your three companions are still laying down in the chairs at the moment. No. I'm Mick and I play Norbit. Hi, my name is Ryan, also known as Unlucky Geek on Mixer. I'll be playing the Trollkin Warlock named Valen. Hello, my name is Atua, and I will be playing Fawn of the Tiefling Vard. This is Ivan, I'm 28, and I'm the community manager of Hammerdog Games. And I'm going to be playing Clicker, a Ravenfolk locksmith. And then there is me. I am Dagaba, and you're listening to a Crimson Nib podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Crimson Nib, or at facebook.com slash crimsonnib. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, 
please rate and review me on Google Podcasts, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. So until next time, good people, adieu.